Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. One of the greatest podcasts of all time, man. We here, we back again. It's your boy, the Ace, the ones, the place. And it's funny, I used to say that kind of just to be, you know, joking around, you know, kind of still AJ Styles vibe or whatever. But now it was almost like official. It's like I officially almost run the place, you know, but in the back room in the gorilla, in the gorilla, we got the franchise in the gorilla. He out there doing his thing. So, you know, I mean, we appreciate that. We made that announcement not that long ago that I'll be doing the announcements and doing the podcast for for immediate future. So, you know, let's get let's get into it, man. So, uh. The Raw, you know, WWE, we had the uh, the draft not that long ago. And, um, you know, it wasn't like the first night, you know, Raw, pretty much the first night Raw pretty much dominated the draft, had more of the draft picks and stuff, I guess because it's a three-hour show and um, SmackDown's only two hours. It kind of seemed like SmackDown didn't really, you know, get a lot of draft picks or whatever like that. But it's all cool, man, because, you know, I still believe SmackDown's going to be the better program overall. You know, but um, one of the biggest takeaways to come from this is the new day is no more, everybody. The new day is no more. One of the biggest surprises that we done seen in this draft, probably, probably the mo- the most biggest biggest one by far. A lot of us always believed that you know if the new day were to split, that there was gonna be kind of like the the you know the typical split in wrestling where you have like the you know the one guy that's gonna get the singles push turns heel on the other two, you know, go off and do their thing and whatever like that. And the other guy goes off, goes off and, you know, gets some sort of success, wins a title or something like that. But I like the way that he did this with the, the New Day with Kofi and Xavier winning the tag team titles and having New Day and having Big E get drafted to SmackDown. Those two get drafted to Raw. Then you see the Street Profits get drafted to SmackDown. They do the title exchange. But I'm glad the way they did this because we didn't want to see that that breakup, you know, that breakup was the, the typical breakup of uh of our uh, wrestling, you know, uh, stables. So, you know, say what does this mean for Big E now that he's on his own in SmackDown? I remember a long time ago when Big E was a singles competitor before the whole New Day thing had happened. And y'all remember when WWE had the old WCW title, the old World Heavyweight Championship. At that time, if when Big E was the Intercontinental Champion and he had that title for a while, I believe that Big E would have been great winning that title because I was like, kind of like the WWE second heavyweight title. You know, he really didn't care too much about that title. So, so if Big E would have won that one, it would have been good. It would have been a good look for him. I think he would have been a good WWE World Heavyweight Champion, a heavyweight champion, a WCW champion, however, however, however way you want to put it out there. So, you know, now fast forward, you know, some years later, Couple tag team title runs, um, hell of a run as a new day. Now he's uh, being pushed to be his own his own man, a singles competitor on SmackDown. I like it. I like the idea of that. You know, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna suck without him having Xavier and Kofi. But you know, hey man, we still got the New Day podcast, so we still got that. So if you still want to see them three laughing it up and chucking it up, you can always check that out on all platforms. But um. Yeah, I, th- I think the Big E push is going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be, you know, he already he already had a few with Sheamus. I think the the push for him towards to be the uh, Universal Champion is going to, you know, start, you know, eventually come down the line. And, you know, we kind of see that coming down the tunnel. I know a lot of people believe that they want to see The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. But I believe that this is more of a, a push for, for, for Big E. For them to do this is a push for Big E to be the, you know, eventually... 
get a title run, which he deserves. He's been in the business for, I think he said about like 11 years. So I was about the same for Kofi Kingston. You know, 11 years, didn't, you know, didn't get a title opportunity. So now, you know, Biggie's turn to get a title opportunity. Now, was it, will the New Day eventually reunite for a possible Mania showdown? Possibly. I mean, I can see that coming down the, down the line. You know, they're all in the same location. You know, they're all in the Amway Center and in the Thunderdome or whatever. And they're all in Florida. And WrestleMania is going to be in Florida this year. So in Tampa. So I, I can see that. I can see that happening down the road. You know, especially if Big E wins the title, which we all predict that he's going to win the title. I think that if he wins the title, you're going to see, you know, Xavier and um, Kofi Keaston run down there and give him a big hug. And, you know, it's going to be a big celebration, almost kind of like when Kofi Keaston won the title. I believe it was last year at WrestleMania. No, no, it was the year before at WrestleMania when uh, Kofi, Kofi won the title. But I, my, my dream joint was to have Roman versus Big E, right? And then you have the Kofi and Xavier Woods versus the Uso brothers. That's how you had to, you kind of build that up right there. Like, that's what I would like to see that. But I don't know. We're, we're, we're still waiting on to see how that's going to go out. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about, say, we're going to shake things up. You know, that's, that's something that the WWE has always talked about. How are we going to shake things up? But they really did. You know, some people move, but the storylines move as well. So we had Rey Mysterio and his family move to SmackDown, but also Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins move to SmackDown as well. So what does that mean? We're going to get more of the same old saying, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, Dominic versus Buddy Murphy or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, they brought on, brought along, you know, Rey Mysterio's daughter, Aaliyah, who's like 18, who's too young to be, you know, and he was too young to be even like talking to a man like Buddy Murphy or whatever like that. But I understand it's a storyline, but it's still kind of creepy to me. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think the biggest move for me for like SmackDown was to do that, to shake up, was to get Seth Rollins. And I didn't believe that they was going to trade The Fiend, you know, but The Fiend going to, uh, The Fiend going to Raw, Makes sense. And I'll touch on that a little bit later. But The Fiend most definitely going to Raw makes sense. And Seth Rollins getting traded to uh, SmackDown most definitely makes sense. But um, the Rey Mysterio and his family moving there. Yeah, so you got that storyline coming back. You see uh, Daniel Bryan being inserted back into the thing. So we're going to see what Daniel Bryan and the Seth Rollins rivalry, how that go. Uh, we also had Kevin Owens moving to SmackDown as well as Aleister Black. Um, but I don't know if they're going to continue with their rivalry, but I, I believe Alistair Black was on Raw. I think he should have got a title opportunity, but, you know, he's you know they're busy fighting Randy Orton. At the time, Kevin almost moving back to SmackDown. Also means that Sami Zayn is on SmackDown, so hopefully we can get those two united. Once again, they're two of our pure comedy, and um, also Kevin Owens just got finished fighting The Fiend, so you know when you fight The Fiend, The Fiend changes you. So we're going to see how Kevin Owens... From here on out, changes due to the fact that he fought the fiend. So we're gonna see how that go. But um, other than that, like other storylines, really didn't. You know, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss going to Raw. Those two are still there. You got Sasha Banks getting drafted to SmackDown. You know, the the feud with Bailey. Uh, who else? Um, the Hurt Business is still you know on Raw. You got Retribution. Of course, you know we knew what he was gonna get drafted to Raw. We see Lana. Lana got drafted to Raw. Lana, we had Lana and Natalya. They, they split or whatever. That wasn't really too much of a big thing. You had the you know obviously like I said the SmackDown title switch. That was kind of like the only thing that that was one of the things that was pretty interesting. You see um, the Miz and Morrison move over to to Raw which is pretty cool. Uh, see how that goes out. See how that plays. You know, so they're probably going to be contending for the tag team titles. You also had, uh, 
So you still got Keith Lee. So, you know, Raw got some heavy hitters. Raw most definitely got some heavy hitters on them. Raw, you still got Keith Lee there. Braun Strowman get drafted to Raw officially after he joined the, you know, Raw Underground. Rest in peace to the Raw Underground, by the way. <laughs> Rest in peace to the Raw Underground. It was a short run. And he also drafted Dabo Kato. So we're going to be interesting to see how he's inserting into the whole thing. So they got some, they got some guys in um also, who else came back? Uh, Elias came back. You know, shout out to Elias. You know, he's back. Um, one of my favorite stars from the um, in the WWE. Also, Lars Sullivan came back. The Freak. He's on SmackDown, I believe. So he's gonna be. You know, his reign of terror is gonna be pretty interesting to see how that goes. Other than that, man, I think it was pretty cool. I mean, you had Denia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, the the women. The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions uh, drafted to Raw, which doesn't really make any sense to me because the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles are supposed to be defended on every every brand on the WWE. But I guess if like they lose the title, they're going to be just on Raw or whatever. But, you know, I feel like, you know, like I said, me, myself personally, I think the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles should be exclusively on NXT because NXT has a bigger, has more of a of, of a roster of uh, women wrestlers. I feel like that's not really doing anything that can use that that push. You know, that's just me personally, but it is what it is. Uh, the raw rundown of the draft itself, like I said, man, we got uh, the first round. You got Drew McIntyre, of course, Asuka, uh, Hurt Business, Nia Jackson, Shayna, Ricochet, Mandy Rose, Miz and Morrison, and The New Day with Kofi and Xavier, Dana Brooks, Humberto Carello, which I'm surprised he didn't get drafted to SmackDown either because him and Dominic was a really good tag team in my opinion. Tucker and Otis got break up heavy machinery. I like Tucker a lot, man. I think he's very special. Um, you got Drew Gulak, Dabba, oh, what did Enzo call him? Dabba Duke Gulak or whatever. I forgot what he used to call him back in the day. But uh, I like Drew Gulak. I wish he was on SmackDown because I feel like he's kind of like a, a day on Brian, kind of like protege. Also, you have um, let's say, uh, night one of SmackDown. You had Roman Reigns. Of course, the Tribal Chief get drafted. You know, first round pick, Seth Rollins, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. I think this is a good move for her. I like that move. Uh, I think she's going to be able to thrive in SmackDown. Uh, I hope she gets the opportunity. I think WWE should not squander that opportunity to have her there. You also got Jay Uso, which I'm quite for sure that um, his other brother, the thing is Jimmy, is going to be on there. So, you know, you got the Uso brothers. You got Dominic and Rey Mysterio, like I said, Big E. Otis, oh yeah! <laughs> you got Otis on there. Murphy and Kalisto. So they broke up the Lucha, Lucha House Party, but I like Kalisto, man. Kalisto is a, is a beast. The other two are pretty good too, but I think Kalisto should, you know, have a, um, a push solo. Uh, let's say night two of the Raw We had like I said The Fiend That was a big move Randy Orton of course You know Charlotte Flair We kind of forgot about Charlotte man I'm surprised nobody drafted Ronda Rousey To be honest with y'all I, I was going to throw that out there You know Charlotte hasn't been there But I'm surprised nobody talked about Ronda Rousey They kind of forgot about her But it is what it is Braun Strowman Matt Riddle I mean, I'm sure you guys heard the rumors between Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins having beef. So these decided to get Matt Riddle the hell about the SmackDown and put him on Raw. So those two ain't got to, you know, those two don't got to clash. Uh, Jeff Hardy is on Raw. Keith Lee, Alexa Bliss, like I said, Elias, Lacey Evans, Sheamus, Nikki Cross, Truth, Dabakato, Titus O'Neil, which I didn't even know he was even still wrestling. Um, Peyton Royce, Akira Tozawa. I love the Akira Tozawa, the ninjas. The, I love, I love that 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 whole bit. That's very funny. I love that. That's one of my favorite things going on in the WWE. You no know, Grand Metalik and Lucha and Lince Dorado. My bad. Lana Riddick Moss. Haven't heard that name in a while since <laughs> since Mojo Riley uh, brought him up. Um, and Aroto Ruiz. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but. 
that guy's in the same book as uh, Riddick Mall. So enjoy, enjoy main event. Enjoy main event. That's all I was saying. <laughs> and also, you got to say, night two, you had, like I said, this 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 is what made me bad, y'all. This is something that made me bad with this draft. Bailey was drafted night two, which she should have been drafted night one. She's the number one pick, in my opinion, for Smith. Well, well, it's a tribal chief, of course. But night one, Bailey should have got picked up. But hey, it is what it is. Bailey is the second round. Second round, second night. Bailey, first round, one of the first round picks for uh SmackDown. Street Profits, Daniel Bryan, KO, Lars Sullivan, King Corbin, which like I said, WWE hasn't done a lot of with him. Uh hopefully he gets, you know, some more time. Sami Zayn. We also had Shisuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Can we get Cesaro a title shot? Can we can Cesaro get some love? Man, that's my guy. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Apollo Cruz, Carmella, Alistair Black, Shorty G, Natalia, and the Riot Squad. So after listening to all that, even running down the numbers, man, I still believe SmackDown has a pretty good roster. Raw has, I say most definitely second round, second night. Raw really cleaned up. But, you know, it's some interesting storylines there. We're going to see if Raw capitalizes on that. But, you know... Like I said, if you want to come to SmackDown, you want a steak, come to SmackDown. You want a cheeseburger, <laughs> you want a cheeseburger, go to Raw. So we're going to see how that rolls out. Uh say so we also got um, the Hell in a Cell preview. Not a lot going on with the Hell in a Cell right now, man. There's only three matches on the card. Uh, Hell in a Cell is October 25th, by the way. And um, they're doing the special on the WWE.com. I believe it's only 99 cents for Hell in a Cell. is pretty cheap. And you got The Fiend on the cover. So, um... Pretty dope graphic. I like that, how they did that. So we're going to see how that's going to go out. We're going to see how that goes. But right now, the card is looking like Sasha versus Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. I feel like that's pretty early for these two to be feuding. But hey, we know what do I know. I'm just a fan. Uh, you got Roman versus Jay Uso in an I Quit match. The first ever I Quit match in Hell in a Cell. Uh, Roman has been killing it since coming back. And Paul Heyman and the, or the whole thing. And this is honestly like I was listening to an interview and it was talking to Jay Uso and Jay Uso said this is my best work that I've done like recently in the recently in the WWE and I really agree with that like I mean when the when the Usos changed their attitude when he kind of was more of a you know the 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 uh, the, the Uso the uh the lockdown penitentiary the Uso penitentiary and all that other stuff like that that was pretty great. That was that was great, great world for them. But this solo thing, you just seeing Jay Uso getting to know who Jay Uso is and everything like that, and seeing him in the title picture, you really starting to appreciate, you know, seeing these guys. The great mic skills. Them boys can talk. Both of them boys can talk. They can wrestle. They're high flyers and stuff like that. Their their fathers, you know, Rikishi and everything like that. So you know, they come from. You know, like I said, they, call, they all come from that bloodline, that Samoan bloodline. And like I said, Roman has done a great job. He's almost like a, he's he's the tribal chief. He really is the tribal chief. And he's really, like, I can't wait to see what else they got planned for Roman Reigns in the near future. I think it's going to be incredible. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I said, he's the hottest thing going on in, in WWE right now. And that's why I kind of understand going back to The Fiend, getting drafted to Raw, that, you know, Roman is so, he's not going to lose the title anytime soon. So, and you have the Fiend there. Roman didn't beat, pin the Fiend for the title. He pinned Braun Strowman to win the title. Would you want the Fiend to fight Roman and lose to Roman 
You know what I mean? Like, even though he's the tribal chief and you see how badass he is right now, would you really want to do that? Or would you want the Fiend to beat Roman? And that kind of, like, might ruin things for Roman. So, I don't think, you know, you really want that. And the story wouldn't really even make sense. I mean, as far as, like, I mean, yeah, D, D got a history, but, you know, would you want, like, you know, Bray to be, like, fight him as Firehouse Bray and lose, then fight him as, like, cult leader Bray, then lose. Then he say, you know what, now I have no other choice. Then unleash the Fiend on you. Then he got the Fiend. And like to say, like, the Fiend loses or he wins, or whatever. I think either way, it's not like it's not best for business, as he's saying in WWE. So Fiend getting drafted to Raw, can the Fiend beat Drew McIntyre? Absolutely, absolutely, he could beat Drew McIntyre. So, and I think that's just the best best move for Bray, you know. And Bray got so he got a couple title wins under his belt, so I'm not really mad at that. I can see even Bray, you know, winning the United States title. You know, what I'm saying just add some titles to your to your to your uh, resume. So I'm, I'm not really mad at that. And then you also got the one of the longest. Feuds ever You got Drew McIntyre Versus Randy Orton At Hell in the Cell For the title You know what I mean I shared the uh, picture With the franchise uh, A while ago And it was like Drew and Kofi's run As title as Championship They had the same Lineup If y'all remember Drew fought Dolph Drew feuded with Dolph Kofi feuded with Dolph Kofi feuded with Randy Orton Drew McIntyre's feud of Randy Orton. So it's kind of like the same Back and forth So it's gonna be interesting Like I said Drew I think Drew's winning But I think Could could you know you throw Bray into the situation? Possibly. You still got Edge in the in the, in the you know you still got Edge coming back from injury at some point. Um, like I said, you got a bunch of like I said the I can see him feuding with the Hurt Business for the time being. Miz and Morrison would be an interesting feud. I think that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, would you want to throw Kofi into the picture because Kofi you know was the WWE champion? So could you see that going on? Um, do the New Day change their attitude now that they're split? I heard rumors that Big E's going to be more of a serious character, but I think I hope he still has some of the silliness, but he's going to be more of a serious guy. Do you do the same for Kofi and Xavier Woods? How would you go about doing that? Um, you got Sheamus on. You got Sheamus on Raw, so, you know, Drew confused with Sheamus. You know, said uh, Jinder Mahal is going to be coming back at some point, so you can have that feud. Um, Braun Strowman's there, so you got that. Uh, Keith Lee. Jeff Hardy, so you got some, you got some people, you know, Drew can feud with, but I think ultimately, I think WrestleMania, I can see Drew versus The Fiend, or it's going to be like, or, the, or if Edge comes back in time, you have Edge uh, compete for it. I really don't want to see that, but it is what it is. So that's pretty much the wrap up for uh, Hell in a Cell right now. Just three matches, man. They're going to be more at matches added up. We're going to post it on the IG page, you know, to let you guys keep you guys up to date what's going on with the Hell of the Cell pay-per-view. Now, I was talking, we was talking earlier about, you know, Big E, WrestleMania run possibly. And one of the rumors that's floating around in the WWE is a lot of people want to see the, I'm quite sure you all seen it. It's The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now, as for a dream match, do a lot of people want to see this? Do it make sense? Absolutely. But does he want to see this match happen right now? Absolutely not. Because of COVID. Then on top of that, Rock just got over COVID. Rock just had, he just had, him and his family just had COVID. He has his business. He has his tequila, which I want to try. You know what I mean? I have the tamarind. I think it's called tamarind. I want to try that. Um, it looks good. He has uh, the Black Adam movie he's working on. Uh, him and his wife, uh, him and his ex-wife just bought the XFL. So, you know, that's going to be... um coming up and also he has his project rock under armor uh business so he has a lot of businesses coming up so i think rock to me to me he should be done wrestling you know he should be done wrestling and on top of that 
Roman looks like he's in his prime. Roman is in his prime right now, and he's he his character has developed so well that I think it would just ruin things for him to had to fight the Rock and what possibly what lose to the Rock for what lose the title to the Rock for what we'll go have another John Cena situation. Now we gotta wait another year for <laughs> for for Roman and Rock to fight again or something like that. Nah, that's 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 too much, man. I I really don't want to see that. I, I I prefer like I think that would just that would deter things for uh, that would mess up things for Big E. You know, if if this was to happen this year, it would ruin things for Big E because you're gonna post you're supposed to promise Big E this big singles push. He's he's what Vince likes. He likes big, strong men. Biggie is a big, strong man, and he can wrestle, and he can talk on the mic just as well as The Rock. He can wrestle. He can wrestle well. And like you said, he's he's accomplished as a tag team competitor. He did win the Intercontinental Championship, and he was the first black NXT champion. So he has credentials in the WWE. So I just think he needs to get that push, man. Don't do that to the Big E, man. You know, let Rock and Roman fight. That could have been that, like SummerSlam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hell in a Cell or uh, whatever. You know, and then there's some other feuds that I think the Rock should have, you know, looked into. Like, you know, him versus Brock once again. You know, that was the one guy that the last time, you know, Rock, when, when, Rock, when Rock was the undisputed champion, Brock whooped his ass. And we never seen Rock, Rock versus Brock ever again. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. Triple H versus The Rock. You know what I'm saying? But he kind of teased that a while at WrestleMania. And also, they teased the Triple H and Stephanie Man versus The Rock and Ronda Rousey. So they teased a lot of things going on with that. So there's other people I think Rock could, you know, uh, feud with. You know, so this also, I'm, I remember uh, franchise, if you remember the, uh, the, uh, the Rock and the Usos versus The New Day. Remember that? You know what I mean? Uh, we wanted to see that, but that never came to fruition. So that it was really messed up. So, but look, man, The Rock can do a lot of things, but I think The Rock is, is a businessman. He said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, man. <laughs> you know, Rock is a business, man. He's making moves. So, man, let, let Rock be, man. Until like next year. And I talk about that visit LA next year. I think that makes more sense because Rock is, you know, it's like, it's like Hollywood or whatever like that. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Right, y'all. So we got uh, AEW takes real quick, man. John Moxley, one has one of the longest title reigns in AEW right now. But you know, I'm quite sure you guys remember a while ago he fought MJF for the title, and I really wanted MJF to win the title. I feel like uh, John Moxley's run as a champion is kind of came to, and it's kind of stale right now. Um, I remember you guys remember when he was Dean Ambrose in WWE when he won the WWE Championship. When was that? That one. Uh, brand split the draft or whatever like that he won the title I, th- I believe it was from Seth Rollins and he had the title for a while after a while it just feels like Dean Dean just gets stale after a while you kind of get tired of seeing Dean after a while as a champion or something like that you know you much rather see him do something else and I think MJF deserves it he's young he's the future of AEW if he's still there if he's still there for the long term and um I think he deserved it you know so that's that's just my personal opinion uh, we also had Cody Cody Rose returns and regains the uh, regains the TNT title from Brody Lee. You know, uh, I'm quite sure you guys remember in the few in the, in the past that uh, that um, Vince didn't look at Luke Harper as a as a you know as a you know main eventer or something like that. And that kind of makes and AEW kind of like I feel like confirmed that because you know Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, won the TNT title, only held it for a little bit. Lost the title right back to Cody Rhodes. You know, he he fought John Moxley for the AEW title, didn't win it. 
So, and I know Brody Lee is kind of, he's old, you know, I believe he's close to, his, close to his 40s or is in his 40s. So, I understand. And Cole, like I said, obviously Cody's younger. But, you know, I felt like, you know, Brody Lee should have got a longer title run than that. But it is what it is. And also, to Cody running, coming back, I felt like kind of ruined it for some of the um, younger talent. You know, I think AW should have been focusing on pushing more of the younger guys. Speaking of younger guys, uh, Cody fought Orange Cassidy for the title. And um, him and Orange Cassidy had a great run, great title uh, match. And um, they said the AEW broke numbers. I believe the numbers for Wednesday was like 912,000. But yeah, it was like yeah, 912,000. Something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, they basically, they, they almost had like close to a million. They almost had close to a million numbers. And it was in like, they, um, and it was more so because of that match, you know, that last match between um, Orange Cassidy and Cody Rose. Orange Cassidy has been getting a really good uh, push at AEW lately. You know, I believe he's one of their bright stars. You know, I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, like I said, when we did an episode not too long ago, I told y'all, like, hey, like Orange Cassidy is one of my guys. Um, also, in the future in AEW is uh, Darby Allen. He's getting a you know, good push. He's feuding with Ricky Starks and um, Brian Cage uh, for whatever reason. They just had like, this little feud or whatever. And um, also, I think Brian Cage has had a lackluster push in, uh, in AEW thus far. He's the FTW champion, the you know, F the world uh, tie champion, uh, heavyweight champion. Um, he hasn't really done much. He did get a match between him and Will Hobbs. A while ago, but other than that, like since he's been there, he did fight John Moxley for the title. But after that, he hasn't really done much in AEW yet. So um, I don't know what's up with his schedule or anything like that. But I feel like his him being there has been kind of lackluster. I mean, if he didn't went to WWE, maybe he would have got a better push or he would stay in Impact, you know, whatever. But you know, to me, thus far, he hasn't really done much. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll wait till later. Um, Eddie Kingston has excellent mic work since he's been there. Um, he's, you see him in the, uh, uh, what's, what's the, the, the Lucha brothers. It's the Lucha brothers. Them and the Lucha brothers are kind of, you know, form the little group. And also you got, you know, Buffalo's own the butcher and the blade kind of joined the crew, but Eddie Kingston has more so been the mic man. And he's, he has excellent mic skills. I never knew that about Eddie Kingston, but he has excellent mic skills. He fought Cody. I mean, not Cody. He fought John Moxley for the title. Uh, he's still feuding with uh, John Moxley for the title, and I think this is honestly his best. John Moxley's best rival right now is Eddie Kingston, just because of the mic skills. So I give Eddie Kingston that man. He's doing a great job in AEW. And also, last but not least, we had MJF wanting to join the inner circle. It was very funny to see him kind of like you know fumble over his words and trying to figure out what to say and how he wanted to tell him. Yeah, I want to join the uh, inner circle. Will he join the inner circle? I don't know. Um, but I feel like MJF doesn't really need the inner circle, but him and Jericho are, you know, kind of like similar in, you know, how they carry themselves or whatever like that. But I don't know. We're going to see about that. I don't think he needs to join them, but we will see. We will see. So that's pretty much it for AEW and what's going on in the WWE. You know, we had a couple of, uh, couple of matches, you know, a couple of matches. You know, we had uh, the Fiend fight. Fiend was on TV for the most part. You know, we see him for a while. We seen Bailey. And Sasha had a contract, you know, situation. Yeah, can't wait to see what um, Ali and Re Retribution do. Y'all also, y'all see the tweet between uh, uh, Ali and Kofi Kingston. You know, when Kofi got drafted to Raw, Ali was like, "Hey." So we talked about that. That you know, that potential feud that's going to be very interesting. Uh, we're going to wait and see what's going on with things with Big E. You know, Roman continues to kill things. Um, 
And that's pretty much it. There's not really a lot going on in Raw right now. In the Raw and SmackDown, Daniel Bryan's back. You can see the Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins feud, you know, coming up. Other than that, like I said, there's not really too much going on. Also, we saw Goldberg. We had Goldberg sighting. <laughs> we had a Goldberg sighting. Hey, listen, listen. Listen, when Braun Strowman destroyed Goldberg, I was so happy. But now that Roman is how Roman is acting, I want the Tribal Chief to destroy Goldberg <laughs> once or for all. He said, I think he's supposed to have like two matches a year, whatever how his contract is. But if he got one more match in the tank, let Roman and Goldberg go at it. And I want Roman to kill this old man. <laughs> That's what I want. But other than that, y'all, man, that's pretty much it for today, man. It was it was a great talking to y'all. Like I said, the draft was pretty cool. SmackDown's looking pretty good. Raw's looking pretty good. AEW's continuing to do the thing. And um, you know said we 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 pretty much done with the new day. But I want you guys to listen to a clip later on, a little bit after this. It was a uh, backstage between Big E, Kofi, and uh, Xavier Woods. Yo, Xavier Woods is me all day. Emotional. I was emotional, man, listening to that. But, man, you know, this ain't the end. This is just a, uh, a pit stop, you know, a quick stop for them boys. Most definitely will be back. I believe New Day will be back at some point. And um, that's pretty much it, man. This is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. And this is the Ace with the franchise and the Gorilla. And we will be back soon. I'm going to holler at y'all later. We out. Guys, six years together on the same brand. Biggie, you're staying on SmackDown. Kofi Xavier, you're heading over to Raw. You were super emotional out there, but that win, how did that feel, and how are you feeling right now? Man, it, 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 felt, it felt good um, because, you know, we, we haven't been in the same ring with each other in about a year, probably about a year, you know, almost a year, if not longer. And uh, for us to go out there, uh, and and be on the same page. You know, we, we always talk about our chemistry and uh, we know we have something very special, but there's still like a little bit of like nerves coming back. You don't know if you're going to be able to pick up where you left off. And of course, um, we were able to do that, you know, so uh, it, it meant the world to be able to be in the ring with each other. Um, I only want to say like one last time, but, uh, you know, um, to, to be in there and, and to win is just a reminder of like why we did this, you know, um, I know people were at home virtually, but by the same token, you, uh, you can still feel the energy, you know, of, uh, people in the building. You just, it's just, it's just something special that we have. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm so fortunate to have shared the ring with these guys, you know, over the past, uh, six years. And, um, yeah, that, that win just meant the world. It meant the world to me. And what took away, what did you take away from this night? Um, Win is great, obviously. That's why we do this. We want to win and, you know, get the, the winner's purse and all that stuff. But, uh... It's a thing. You know, get the, get the champion's paycheck. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, uh, for... For the entire time that I've been a wrestler. I have been trying to find the people I wanted around me in order to make this what I knew that it could be for me. And I didn't find it until, I don't know, nine, 10 years into my career, you know? And uh, again, winning is great. Championships are great. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's like you're, you're leaving your school friends, you know? 
you know you're going to see him again. Everything's going to be fine. But, but that initial first departure is, uh, it's a lot. Because my whole career I was looking for these guys. I didn't know it was them. But once you find that it is, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Biggie, what do you want to say your last time together? Tonight. Uh, I think one of the reasons it's, it's emotional for us is because uh, like what we do on screen is like 5% of the time we spend together. Like I, I remember uh, Woods having to leave to get married. You know, I remember uh, Kofi having to leave a European tour because he was having a baby and getting there in the nick of time. I remember, you know, we, I, I've, I remember being in woods at his old house. He had a shed and not just like a normal shed. This was the dopest shed I've ever seen. We just, it was like a, a separate house and we stayed in his shed. Uh, and I just remember the amount of time, like we, the amount of times that we've broke bread together, that we've talked, that we like, I, as much success as we've had over the years, I always think back to 2014. I always think back to how desperate I was just to get on TV. I think back to just trying to find something to keep my job because I felt like I was this close to being fired. And we were just trying to get on TV, sincerely. Like we were just three guys just trying to get booked and to not just like all the in-ring accomplishments are incredible. Uh, obviously Kofi becoming world champion is incredible. The, the tag title runs are incredible, but I'll always, remember the times we spent off camera. I remember the amount of trust I was able to put in these two in a business that is often very unforgiving when you have this dog-eat-dog mentality, this, this crabs-in-a-barrel mentality. We trusted each other with everything, and that means the world to me. Um, and if my career ends tomorrow, I'll always have this. I'll always have these two human beings um, that I'm so thankful for that I truly love and uh, I can't thank them enough for these six years and, and counting. It's just, a, it's just a hiatus, it's just a pause.